Does your horse have a nickname, a name that sums up his personality better than his real name? If he does, he's not alone. In this episode of Barn Stories, we will learn the origins of the many nicknames given to one of the greatest racehorses of all time. Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prinz, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, our editorial mission has always been guided by the bond that exists between horses and people. And each issue has featured a real-life story that celebrates how horses enrich our lives and touch our hearts. We've searched our archives, chosen the stories that resonated with our readers, and given them new life in this audio format. Longtime subscribers may recognize some of their favorite pieces. And if you're new to the Equus community, these stories will confirm that no matter what sort of saddle you sit in, a deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. Like many public events this year, the Kentucky Derby has been postponed until the fall. This is the first year since 1945 that the Run for the Roses was not held on the first Saturday in May. We couldn't let the month slip by without recognizing the Derby, however. So this week, our podcast focuses on a horse who won the race in 1918. That horse, Exterminator, became known for far more than winning the Derby. In a career that spanned eight years, Exterminator became beloved by the public, not just because he won races, though he won a lot, or because he was fast, though he broke many race records. He became popular, at least in part, because of his sweet disposition, which was known not just to his trainer, jockey, and others who worked with him, but to the public as well. Turf writers of the day said Exterminator had an amiable personality, quote, just like an old buggy horse, which doesn't exactly track with his aggressive sounding name. So racing fans, individually and collectively, decided to call him by other names. Just like your horse may have a registered name, a barn name, and then a handful of pet names you like to call him, Exterminator was known by several monikers, each of which reflected a particular part of his character. It's a fascinating bit of racing history, as well as a heartwarming look at how a champion horse's personality can define them as much as their athletic accomplishments. So let's listen to Terms of Endearment, written by Eliza McGraw and read by Taylor Autumn. Horse people may bestow more nicknames than anyone else. Maybe this is because so many horses have show or racing names, as well as barn names. Or perhaps it's just a reflection of our famous sentimentality. My family's mare is registered with the American Paint Horse Association as Dude's Cupid Prize, but we call her Sugar. My gelding's halter plate read, Win him Rome, but he was Romeo around the barn, and always the bear to me. Because turf riders, fans, and trainers all gave him nicknames, the 1920s racing champion Exterminator may have had the most ever. His 1918 Kentucky Derby victory represented only the beginning of his extraordinary career. He started in 99 races, won 50, and became one of the most beloved racehorses of all time. Fans focused on his uncannily human interactions— he seemed to bow to the crowd as he went to the post and calmed fretful competitors by leaning on them, the equine equivalent of resting a quieting hand on someone's shoulder. Other famous horses of the period, the slangy, revolutionary Jazz Age, had nicknames too. 
fans called the great man of war Big Red, and the 1919 Triple Crown winner Sir Barton was sometimes called Dempsey because he ran with punch. But none had as many as Exterminator, and many of his referred to his outsized frame. Stable boys who worked with Henry McDaniel called Exterminator Slim. To turf riders, Exterminator was the big train because he gained steam as he ran, or the galloping hat rack because of his ribby anatomy. They called him Cassius because he was lean and hungry, as Shakespeare described Julius Caesar's rival. The iron horse, the lion of the turf, the wonder horse, and old poison because he put his rivals to sleep one by one. He was sometimes old slim. The old was a contemporary endearment modification, like Jay Gatsby's habitual old sport in F. Scott Fitzgerald's 1925 novel, The Great Gatsby. But I think this, too, had to do with Exterminator's appearance. Even when he was young, the gelding had a kindly, almost elderly-looking expression, with thumbprint hollows above his eyes that belied his substantial, youthful strength. W.C. Vreeland, who wrote for the Brooklyn Daily Eagle, claimed to be the first to use Exterminator's most famous nickname, Old Bones. In Old Bones the Wonder Horse, Mildred Maston Pace's much-loved 1955 children's version of Exterminator's story, he is called Old Bones even as a foal. But that nickname did not actually come into too much use until 1920 or so. Also, Old Bones had originally been the nickname of Raceland, another long-running gelding. Raceland died in 1894. But it fit Exterminator's angular frame and courtly persona so well that it became his. I have a theory that Exterminator collected nicknames because his real name didn't quite fit him. Cal Milam, who owned him as a yearling and a two-year-old, liked the Colt Speed so much that he said he would exterminate the competition, and his wife suggested exterminator. And even though his incredible athleticism, track records, 50 victories, entitled him to that title, his personality made him more of an old bones, which carried so much affection and familiarity. So I understand why exterminators, legions of fans, who flocked to visit him at each racetrack, and sent him crates of carrots on his birthday, saw Old Bones as his real name. But I like to imagine that those closest to Exterminator, the ones who knew him the way that I knew the bear, would have used a different name as they patted his neck, picked out his feet, and snapped a carrot in two for him. Good old Slim. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.